Hey, this is We Called It. We are here with our week one Kirkbook to serve you up the best information for week one of the NFL season to help you make the best decisions for fantasy and your betting lives. I am here with Chef Dr. Kenneth Call. How are you, Chef Dr. Kenneth Call? I'll tell you what, I am glad to be here because I am so happy for this weekend. I've been waiting since February. Man, I uh, can't wait for Red Zone. Just going to sit, watch football from, you know, 1 to 11.30 this Sunday. Oh, it's going to be great. And we have Chef Anthony. Yes, I'm going to refer to everyone as Chef. I've been watching uh, The Bear. If you haven't seen it on Hulu, I highly recommend it. But you'll call everyone Chef your whole life. Uh, anyways, Anthony, uh, he's going to be helping out with some of our production needs going forward. Happy to have you on the team. And it's good to have you here for week one. How are you doing? Doing good. I got some hot takes. Unfortunately, I will not be watching the games as I will be on a nice camping vacation. I always tell my girlfriend her birthday always falls around the worst time, right around the start of the NFL season. But you know what? I I think I'm going to sit back, not even pay attention to the games, live stress-free. Fantasy rosters are set. I'm good to go. Sacrifice week one so you have, you know, the whole rest of the season. I got you. Brilliant. The whole rest. I had to. I'm like a martyr out here. I, you know, I'm <laughs> dying up on the cross so I can watch football for the rest of the season. <laughs> I'm giving up one of the next 20 Sundays of my the, life. The, the one week I hate to week one. Like I love week one because football's here, but it's it's wildly hard to predict some of these games. Like last year, I remember specifically one podcast on this show we did we were like afc west it's gonna be great broncos gonna be great how did that turn out um i'm sure you guys watched the season last year uh missed 65 or was it was it 65 or maybe like 69 yard field goal in the in their monday night opener because they said oh the kicker said he could make this field goal that was the worst (laughs) they burned 30 seconds yeah oh we don't forget (laughs) but also like looking back on it Seattle beat Denver by a few points. That's not, you know, with how good of a season Seattle had, that's not even surprising, you know, looking back. But at the time, wow, that was real bad. But don't worry, Sean Payton's going to turn that team around. Don't worry, we'll be talking about him later. (laughs) All right. With all that said, before we get into week one, if you are listening on Spotify, YouTube, and you aren't interested in NFL futures, go ahead, skip to that part. We are going to be covering our futures bets because who doesn't want to hear who we think is going to win divisions, win the Super Bowl, MVP, all the good stuff. So let's get to it. I have a nice little presentation. Starting off with our AFC predictions. We're starting at division winners. Uh, AFC North, uh, it's unanimous. The Bengals are going to win the division. It's very vanilla and very easy. Uh, Anthony, you're first in this list. So why, why don't you tell me why you think the Bengals are going to win? Um. Well, one, I think the Browns are, they they can hang around, but really it's all about Joe Burrow. Hope he's healthy. Sounds like he is. They got the best receiving core in the NFL, and that offensive line has been bad the last two years, but it is getting better from what we hear in the offseason. I think they can beat the Steelers twice. Um, I haven't really looked at the rest of their schedule, but it's it's kind of a no-brainer. I, the Ravens might have a chance. The Browns might have a chance. But those are teams that are questionable. 
They rely heavily on what the quarterback's going to do. I, as a Browns fan, I do not know what Deshaun Watson's going to be able to do. We haven't seen anything out of him. So I got the Bengals there. Moving down the list, the Jags are a no-brainer in the AFC South. Uh, I mean, you could throw the Titans in there, but I don't know. I think Trevor Lawrence and that receiving court is going to be scary. Got Ridley coming back. Christian Kirk, the greatest wide receiver, number three turned wide receiver number one. So I think they're going to light that division up. Then All right, going so down. Hold up. Hold oh. up. It's enough from you for a we're minute. We're going across. We're going <laughs> across the board. Go across. Ken, why don't you go next? You have Bengals and Jags too. So, yeah, we definitely talked about it last week, but um, the, the Jags are just, I mean, in, in a whole different uh, league in that division. Uh, talked about some funky stats for, uh, like, the Titans and saying, like, there's, you know, one of the uh, teams that give up the most points uh, in the year. They were, like, what was it, like, the top 10? They were top 10 in those odds, but um, really, I mean, the, the Jags are just, I mean, they just started, they got off uh, to a slow start last year, got hot middle of the year, and hopefully they can keep that going. They're giving Trevor Lawrence every weapon that he needs, and we're going to see what happens. I think that their games will be exciting to watch. Big fan of uh, T-Law. Hopefully he can uh, keep it going. Uh, the Bengals won, you know, I, honestly, so being a Browns fan, sorry, I just throw them out. I, I'm not, yeah, <laughs> not gonna uh, have too much of a home bias, but uh, you know, really comes down to like Bengals, Ravens, and I just think that like the, the Ravens, like you know, yeah, plenty of talent on that team. You're giving Lamar everything he needs, but like I said last week, I just don't know if that you know if that fits him. You know, I I think that they'll come into themselves. I think they'll they'll figure out what works on on their offense. Certainly a playoff team. But the Bengals, it's you know, it's the same thing. They brought back Joe Mixon, who's a fine, you know, fine running back. He's n- nothing flashy, but you know, he'll uh, definitely do. Uh, have the best receiving core in football, um, and uh, Jamar Chase is just a really young stud who's just getting better. So, uh, should be a fun one to watch with, uh, for them. Yeah. So you guys heard enough about the Bengals and Jags. I'm just gonna say. I do think the Browns can challenge for the division. Uh, I've, I've said that all off season. Uh, and then as for the AFC South, there's just no competition to the Jaguars. However, when we make these picks, it's obviously got to be our honest thoughts of what's going to happen. And anyone is a fool to tell you anyone besides those two teams in these, in this division, uh, these two divisions. All right. So now AFC West, we have a bit of a disagreement here. Ken and I are going with the chargers. If you aren't aware, we have hyped up Justin Herbert quite a lot and will continue to do so and anthony is going with the incumbents the kansas city chiefs actually anthony went with uh straight division winners to repeat so anthony oh yeah why (laughs) do you like the chiefs well all right now looking back at my picks this is what happened last year why won't it happen this year no i mean i think (laughs) before the kelsey injury which i did put my pick in after the kelsey injury doesn't sound like it's going to be like a super long-term injury, but I just think you still have the best quarterback in the NFL, best head coach, uh, the defense. Um, I, I can't remember what I heard, but I think most of their guys are coming back. But that defense last year turned it around. They do it every year late in the season. I don't know. The Chargers, to me, just always seem to choke away 
either the season and then not make the postseason or make the postseason and then choke in the postseason. We've seen it last year. I still think until proven wrong, the Chiefs are going to keep winning that division. And it's kind of the same thing with the Bills. I don't like – I like the Dolphins to make the playoffs as like a wild card. I don't think the Jets even have a chance. So that's my bias against Aaron Rodgers and that horrible offensive line they have in New York. The defense is good, but I, I don't know. I think one year bringing in that quarterback, that veteran quarterback, never seems to work out. So I'm going to take the Bills again. I think that offense is still scary. Josh Allen will always be the number two or number three quarterback in the AFC. My picks for the AFC West and AFC East is going to be the Chargers and the Dolphins. Uh, So for the Chargers, I think the Kelsey injury is going to be slightly too much for the uh, Chiefs to overcome. They're already going to be missing Chris Jones for eight games um, is reportedly when he said he will come back because of a contract dispute and now they're going to be missing their best offensive weapon. I don't know if they lose against the Lions because of it, but in week two, they talk, they play the Jags, the team we've been hyping up right now, so I think that game can flip from a, you know, a W into an L, and I think the Chargers are going to have a really good season. This division is going to be neck and neck, and it's going to be the difference between 12-5 and five and 13-4 and four is you know what causes, it, it was what makes the difference for the division winner. As for the Dolphins, I picked them last week to be my uh, longest undefeated team. Uh, I think that at one point they were like 7-0 and with Tua whenever he finished a game. And I like what Mike McDaniel has built. They seem to be going all in, pushing their chips into the table, adding talent throughout the offseason. I know Jalen Ramsey isn't there. Uh, he might be back in December. But the Bills, they've had problems with age and durability. Von Miller, especially, he's still trying to come back from his torn ACL, and the, team, the defense just hasn't looked the same without him. So I think the Dolphins, and they end the season strong. That was a point I think Ken brought up a while ago, that uh, Miami, instead of ending in the Northeast, their last five games, having to deal with snow, actually ends in Miami for five straight games. So they will be able to have that home field advantage. They will be able to play in the sunshine, and Tua's you know, lack of an arm won't be as big of a problem. Ken? For the West and the East, you have the Chargers and the Bills. You want to support that? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I had connection issues, so I'll probably repeat what you're uh, saying there. But uh, just between the, uh, I, like, yeah, the Kelsey injury, Chris Jones, uh, whatever's going on there, he's clearly a huge part of that that defense. It might be enough just to tack off a few uh, extra wins for the Chiefs. I'm, I mean, they're still clearly a playoff team, um, but. The Chargers, I just really believe in this offense. I think it's going to be exciting to see. Uh, in terms of the Bills, I think it's a lot of don't just people get bored with watching it, but they were so dominant last year during the regular season. You know, everyone forgets it because of uh, an awful showing in the playoffs, but they are still that team that completely, you know, walked through. You know, they were closer to the, the Chiefs and getting a bye than they were a wild card team. So um, I, I think, you know, Josh Allen's still still cooking. Uh, I like uh, some of the the younger, uh, newer talent in that uh, on that team with uh, Dalton Kincaid and uh, James Cook coming into uh, himself, but uh, you know still have digs. I that defense is still better than probably every team that we've talked about so far. So uh, no, I'm still uh, all in on the Bills. All right, let's go over to the NFC then. 
So in the NFC North, Anthony's standing by the Vikings, and Ken and I are riding with the Lions. Anthony, again, with the incumbent to repeat with Minnesota, why are you going for them to be back-to-back hop- NFC I'm North division winners? I'm not hopping on those Lions, that Lions bandwagon yet. Um, I, I'm very much a gotta-see-it-to-believe-it kind of guy. Um, Kirk Cousins in that offense, I think, can do it, even though they had the minus point differential. I think they were on the lucky side of a lot of wins last year. I think this year, I think they're just going to either beat the teams they're supposed to beat or just kind of ride that line again. I think they're going to end up winning that division. The Lions, we'll see what happens. I don't know why they got rid of Swift. I know a lot of people aren't a big Swift fan, but he's he was a great running back, so I don't know what's going to go on in that running game. I forget who their rookie is, but that's why I'm taking the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, and Kirk Cousins. Cooking. Ken, why do you got the Lions? Simply because the Vikings were a fluke last year, uh, eleven and zero in uh, one point or uh, one score games, not going to happen uh, again. This is more so me liking the Lions a little more than everybody else than uh, really, truly like you know backing them as contenders. Uh, but I think that offense is going to be good. Uh, you know they they're doing their best to to put together a defense too. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm not I'm not a Jordan Love believer. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, once again, uh, I, I hope that, uh, they make for some interesting games, but, uh, as a team all around, I think that, uh, Detroit's, uh, just, uh, above them and the Vikings. I, I think the Vikings are closer to Packers and Bears than, than the Lions. NFC North is a wild card. I don't know who's going to win it. And I picked the Lions cause I think they would make the best playoff team. <laughs> I think they're the most fun and exciting team. I do think they have good talent and they, you know, went on a huge run, what winning like seven, going seven and three in their last 10 games or something last year. So I, I do like the talent. I like their offense. However, it's a crapshoot. You could, you could sell me on any team to win that division, except for the Packers. I am so out on Jordan love. I wish there was a way to like heavily bet against him being successful in his career. Anyways, going on to the NFC South. I have the Saints. You guys have the Falcons. Uh, my take against the Falcons is easy. Uh, I really want Caleb Williams to be on that team, and that would require them to suck. If Caleb Williams, with all those weapons, was together, it would be absolutely amazing. I also don't believe in Arthur Smith. This is going to be a heavy run-first team, and I think what they did last year was fluky. That's that's the bottom line. I don't think they can be, you know, running, passing the ball 15 times, running it 30 times a game, and maintain that level of success that they had. So that is why I am out. And then simple to put on the Saints. They have the best roster. They went in for Derek Carr because, you know, top to bottom, they know they can win this division. Uh, the Panthers offense looks absolutely abysmal in the preseason. The Falcons is starting Desmond Ritter, which is a complete joke in my opinion. And then uh, like Tampa Bay has Baker, which I think we brought him up as an underdog to win this division at plus 750 odds. And given, you know, the lack of talent elsewhere. I stand by that. However, if you're picking a favorite to win this division, it's got to be the Saints. So why do you guys have the Falcons? We can start with Anthony. So I'm taking the Falcons because, one, I think, you know, offensively they're better than anybody in that division. Tampa, yeah, you have Mike Evans, Godwin still, and pretty decent backfield. But 
I'm not a Baker believer. I don't think he's going to get it done. Uh, and the Falcons also bolstered that defense. They complete, completely cleaned house on that side of the ball, brought in some new starters, and we're going to see what happens. This is a Marcus shot Mariota won player of the week, and then they benched him the next week, and he, hate, and he just went home. I it's all don't documented blame him. in that Netflix show. <laughs> uh, Ken, why you got the Falcons? I don't believe in Desmond Ritter, but um, Arthur Smith, he's put together the exact offense that he wanted to since he left Derrick Henry and Tennessee. Uh, I mean, he has, it, it, this is all about the weapons around him, you know, good line. Uh, I mean, elite, elite talented running back uh a duo between kyle pitts and drake london that uh i mean that that's as good of a tight end wide receiver duo as you'll see in the the league but uh you know they're gonna have you know a lot of rpo they're they're having two reads so you, you have i mean between Bijan and then those two those are you're gonna gonna be your reads every play those are some uh great athletes to get uh, uh the ball to uh if you don't i mean it's sort of a, this is all set up. If they don't do it now, they're not going to. If it doesn't work this year, fire Arthur Smith. Um, but uh, the Saints, uh, I mean, I feel like they're kind of like the uh, always there you know, type of team, get, getting a little bit older. Um, I'm not really a believer in Derek Carr, but, um, you know, obviously the weapons are good there. I just think the Falcons are just a, l- a little younger and a little more explosive. Uh, around Desmond Ritter. Um, if he can't make it on this with this setup around him, just get him out of the league. That's fine. Two years, you tried. But um, th- this division, you, you called the NFC North a wild card. No, the NFC South is the wild card. <laughs> Any one of those four teams could win. I just picked one. <laughs> All right. And uh, I don't want to say much about NFC West and East for time purposes uh we all have the 49ers and eagles and that's just chalk picks and i no think brainers i, w- I was gonna They're say the, I well, teams. the east yeah. the east could could come down it, to the it, cowboys but yeah it absolutely could come down to the cowboys like it did last year remember remember yeah. when the commanders whooped them when they were playing for the division title just remember we that. all know what what happens there all right let's go on then so next up super bowl picks we have our AFC, NFC winners, as well as our Super Bowl. Uh, Anthony, we'll just, uh, you can run down the column. So just tell us why you have Dolphins and you have the Cowboys here after we <laughs> right, trash them. I love the Dolphins, baby. Big Dolphins guy. Uh, Tua, Waddle, they're going all the way. Tyree Kill. Um, no, these are, these are my shot in the dark Super Bowl picks because if you're taking Super Bowl champions that aren't the Chiefs and the Eagles, the repeat from last year, you know, you're shooting in the dark, but I don't know. I I think the Dolphins can make a deep run if they make it to the playoffs. That's the biggest thing, though, is can they find that wild card spot in the AFC, the tough, the tough, tough AFC? Um, can Tua stay healthy? Can Tua be on the field every single game? Um, we'll see. That defense has gotten better, and if McDaniels is going to be the guy, the coach that everyone thinks he is, he's got to make it there. He's got to prove himself this year. He's got to win at least one playoff game. But Super Bowl is kind of shooting for the, the stars. And if the NFC winner is the Cowboys, 
if they somehow find a way to get there with McCarthy at the the helm, he's got to prove himself soon too as a head coach. Um, if the Cowboys do make it to the Super Bowl, they're gonna blow it like they always do, and they're gonna the lose. Cowboys to the will blow their season at some point. You just yes. picked him to do it in the yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna crush Cowboy fans' hearts, and I want oh, them to know man. they'll make I'm it there. Clip this so that we can get some hate. Last time I posted something on the Cowboys, we just got screamed at. Yeah, I, I'll take all the Cowboys' hate, but yeah, though they're kind of fun picks for me. I, I, I think division winners are more realistic for me, but these, I like it. These are tough. I like it. You had you had some fun, gave some underdog picks. I got the Bengals and 49ers to make it with the Bengals winning. Um, I don't think... So last year, the Bengals started off really slow with their, you know, redone offensive line. And then they still... They went hot, and they beat all the best teams that, like, were competing for the playoffs. And then they had a close loss to the Chiefs in the playoffs, despite, you know, missing the offensive line that they spent all their offseason rebuilding. I think they just get a little bit of injury luck on their side or the O-line, keep Joe Burrow upright, and I think that they just go through and absolutely finally get their Super Bowl that they, you know, been so close to for the last three years. Um, and the best part is, like, this is their last chance to do so because next year Joe Burrow's contract's going to kick in, Jamar Chase is going to need money, T. Higgins is going to need money. So I think this is their really... The, really the last opportunity for them to put it all together. Plus, I also think Lou Anarumo will be gone. He'll be a head coach somewhere else. And once he is missing, I think it's going to be a big devastation for uh, the defense of the Bengals, which which is not overly talented, but definitely out-schemes its opponents. As for the NFC, I got the 49ers. The 49ers deserved to be in the Super Bowl last year. However, they were playing with a quarterback without an arm. So I'm betting against that happening again. There was an NFL rule added to make sure that teams can have an extra quarterback on the roster just to prevent that from happening. I don't care if it was Josh Johnson. I think the 49ers would have beaten the Eagles last year, even with how good the Eagles are. So with that said, Bengals over 49ers. I love the 49ers. They're just not good enough to overcome the super high-powered offense that is the Bengals. Ken, you have Bills, 49ers with 49ers winning. Why did you make those picks? Well, I really wanted to do Bengals 49ers, but I didn't want to copy you. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the the big one is I was going with two teams that have gotten screwed in the last two years. Between uh, jo- I mean Josh Allen playing uh, the second best game of his or of the year to Pat Mahomes' best game of the year uh, two years prior, and the 49ers losing their quarterback uh, in the NFC Championship. Both those teams now, Bills. I do feel like uh, everyone just is are um, low on them for for no reason besides they had a really bad playoff game last year. Um, but they've looked good. They've trounced teams. Now their their division's a lot tougher this year. But uh, I want to see Josh Allen make that run. Uh, 49ers, I just think that they're. I mean, all around between their playmakers. Um, you know, you talk about I mean, just George Kittle, IU, Brock Purdy can do it with them. Brock, I mean, you don't have to flash anything when you have all of that talent around you. Every one of those guys are special playmakers. So um, love that. I love their defense. Um, they're, I, I mean, uh, yeah, last year, every single team that played them the week after they lost, 
I love it. They they went in, they beat up people, uh, and uh, I think they're just gonna do it again. Um, so uh, I, I think it's uh, that time. I really hated that how much they got screwed last year. Hopefully, they can make a comeback. All right, let's go on to our awards piece of the show, so we can just go through this real quick. Anthony, uh, yeah, just run down maybe just like a sentence or two on each of the awards. If Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, I think he's going to have a really big season. I think he's determined. I think they did a good job um, bolstering that receiving core. You know, Mark Andrews is still going to be his go-to piece. If Dobbins can stay healthy, he'll also help out, not just running out of the backfield, but, you know, catching the ball and then um, say Flowers. I think he's going to be a beast. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to have a huge season. I think he, he can get the Ravens to the playoffs, but unfortunately I think all he's playing for this year is an MVP. They're going to get bounced out of the playoffs if they do make it. Um, Jamar Chase, he's going to light it up this year. He's going to stay healthy all year, unlike last year, where he, he screwed a lot of fantasy owners. Not going to say who, but... No, I think he's, you know, he's right up there with Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup, you know, the great receivers in the league. I still think, you know, Adams is probably, if I had to pick the best player in the league, just without a quarterback. Jamar Chase has got the guy. He's got Joe Burrow, Joey Football, the best the best one-two duo besides maybe Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. But I think Jefferson's going to decline a little bit in terms of, you know, Number one, Reduction. number two. Chase yeah. is going to take the cheese there. Then uh, TJ Watt, if he can stay healthy all year, he's the most terrifying guy on that defensive line. He's going to win the Steelers' games. You know, He's going to keep them in games. He is the leader of that defense. That guy is a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. And then Mike McDaniel, why not? If I got the Dolphins winning the Super Bowl... That guy's gotta be the coach of the year. I mean, come on. To win to get the Dolphins to win anything is quite the miracle. So Dan Marino it, couldn't even do it. Dan Marino <laughs> couldn't do it. One of the greatest quarterbacks ever. So that's why I got Mike McDaniel there. I think he's a great offensive mind, but he's got Waddle and Hill. I don't know how long Waddle's a rookie on his rookie contract for, but that that team it, I don't think Tua's the guy, but he he believes in Tua, and if he can get that team to win and go all the way, he's got to be the coach. All right, so building off that, I'll just say my offensive player of the year, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill, already talking about how he wants to get 2,000 yards receiving. Uh, had Tua stayed healthy, I think he might have been pushing that number last year. I make jokes that Tua underthrows him, so he, you know, loses yards. Uh, you know, could have been a 50-yard touchdown instead. It's a 30-yard comeback. But at the same time, like, the dude was lighting it up with Tua to start the year. So I absolutely can see him being a statistical monster. That's why I have him on some of my fantasy teams. Uh, MVP, Ken and I, sticking with the Herbert train. I am just not giving up on Kellen Moore taking this offense to the next level. Um, he is aggressive. They have so much talent at wide receiver, at running back. I think he's going to implement a great offensive scheme, and he finally doesn't have to listen to Mike McCarthy saying, run the ball every first down. Defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. 
the Browns defense is overhyped at the moment, but Miles Garrett is never overhyped. He's the reason that defense gets overhyped, though. So he is going to come out. He has had great um, seasons year after year after year. And I think finally he has a team that will produce around him. Uh, like I said, I like the Browns to be an upset, you know, an underdog pick for the for the AFC North to win. I like them to make the wild card on the, at the worst case. And people are going to be saying, you know, even in, I, I think Browns games are going to be shootouts with the, uh, an aggressive style on offense. And I think Miles Garrett will be a different maker late in games, you know, causing a sack, a forced fumble or pressure um, when teams are trying to throw and keep up in the score for score, you know, fighting fourth quarter. And then lastly, I'm with Anthony Mike McDaniel. I had the Dolphins winning the division. Uh, Tyreek Hill as Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I don't think Tua will have the numbers to win the MVP for them to get kind of a clean sweep. But they're going to come out. I'm excited about Miami. Someone's got to dethrone the Bills. Like I said, I, I don't see it from them. So sticking with the Dolphins to do it. And in order to win that division, you're going to need 13 wins. And I think they absolutely can come away and do that. If you win, that, that's one of the hardest divisions in the NFL. If you can, you know, win 12, 13 games, I think that's going to keep you, you know, the coach in mind for coach of the year. All right, Ken, take us home. <laughs> All right. So real quick, Phil copied me on everything about Justin Herbert. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, the Tyreek Hill. I love it. Mr. 2000 yards. Let's see it. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. You guys did enough. Uh, I love Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner was an elite talent as a rookie. And uh, now give it, give him a team that has an offense and maybe some expectations. And let's just see uh, how he does. I think he's going to step up to it. I don't think this is a Trayvon Diggs, like, you know, look good, but get burned all the time. I think that he's just a damn good cornerback. Uh, but coach of the year, uh, you know, Everyone likes a good comeback story. And man, Sean Payton, talk about redemption. At nothing but high expectations for Denver last year, completely destroyed. You have an injured running back coming into the year. You're, uh, you know, one of your playmakers and Jerry Judy, you know, tears a hamstring early. But guess what? Russell Wilson, looking aged. Sean Payton's coming, fixing it all. It's going to be a great story. We'll tell it to generations of our children. Uh, and Sean Payton winning comeback player or comeback coach of the year. Do you like that's everything you're saying, but they still have the Chargers and Chiefs in division, nope. <laughs> which is why I haven't talked about them yet. We've only been talking about uh winners. <laughs> they go eight and nine, they go eight and nine, miss the playoffs barely. Nine but and eight, no, but it's because of a kick, it's like a field goal kick that screws them. No, it's, not it's nine. Ball. <laughs> nine, seven, and one. They tie it with the sixty-five yarder at the end of the year, and make <laughs> the playoffs, and they're the third team in that division to do it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, all right. So, with that said, I think we covered all of our predictions for the year. Now we can get into what really matters: our predictions for Week One. We start off with the Thursday night game because NFL starts, so we are all making picks. For the uh, Lions versus the Chiefs, news just came out today about Travis Kelsey, so that is baked into our opinions. Uh, I'll go first. I got Detroit. I bet it at plus six, but I'm still taking it at plus five and a half if if it's available there. Um, So while I do believe in the Chiefs, when they lose Travis Kelsey, like I could see them winning this game because of Mahomes' heroics in the fourth quarter. 
instead of Mahomes dominating from the first through the third quarter. Uh, without Chris Jones, the Chiefs are missing. It's like missing Aaron Donald. You are missing a huge gravity to your defensive line that's on pressures, that's on run blocking. So I am just all out on the Chiefs being, you know, the A-plus team that we've seen. And instead, they're just going to be really good. So I, if, if I had to go money line, I would still be taking the Chiefs because I think that's what's going to happen. However, when you're giving me points, I'm going to take the Lions. Uh, I'm very excited to see how they use Jameer Gibbs, too. Uh, it's just been hyped all throughout the offseason and coming into this game. They may be out receivers, but I think Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs is enough. And then they still have David Montgomery to ground and pound up the middle. Ken, what are you looking at here for your pick on this game? Well, uh, just an interesting stat for you. When uh, Andy Reid, his last eight uh, home openers, he's 8-0, and the average over-under is six, or it's over 60. So um, he, you know, his offense is going to come out roaring. Yes, Travis Kelsey's uh, hurt. Yeah, not a lot of time uh, to, to game plan. I don't care. These are some two explosive offenses. I think they're they're coming out to show. So, um, uh, yes, uh, man, I really like the Lions. I, I want to pick them, but uh, I would go money line Chiefs if anything. If if I'm uh, betting there, but give me the, give me these uh, points. I'll take the over, um, and I'm happy that it, it's going down a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, I probably would have taken that fifty four fifty five. Anthony, you got to make a pick. What are you going with? I, got, I threw in Kansas City. I think they're still going to cover. Um, I see like the spreads at five and a half or just straight five. I still think they're going to win this game. I think Detroit's going to come out, hang with them in the first half. It's going to be a great game all the way up until that second half. Late in the game, Kansas City's going to go down, score a couple touchdowns. Maybe a touchdown and a field goal. Detroit's going to have no answers. I think the defense is going to get gassed. And I think that, you know, Goff had a great great season last year. I think he can't hang with Mahomes. So I'm still taking the Chiefs. Give him – I would lock in like a minus two and a half. You're going crazy with an alternate spread. But I would still feel confident about them covering the minus five and a half. All right. With so, that, we got uh, our spreads and totals cut. I would say, Ken, you were hyping up some props. I have one that I've already made a bet on, and I will get to it after you say yours. So you go first. What are, what are the props right. you're looking at for this game? This is the free money section of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> David Montgomery over 49 and a half yards. I do. Now, you saw what they did with Jamal Williams. David Montgomery, can't stress this enough, is a better version of Jamal Williams. Uh, Kansas I don't know. City I listened to is... a pretty reputable podcast that constantly made fun of David Montgomery last year. <laughs> and Guys, he is much for... better. <laughs> <laughs> and he is much better than Jamal Williams. Yes. But uh, Dan Campbell's going to want to uh, keep the ball out of uh, Mahomes' hands. He's going to give him touches up the middle. He's just going to do it. I, Jameer Gibbs, yes, he'll be playing. I don't think that he's going to be getting nearly as many uh carries uh i certainly think david montgomery is going to be more but 49 and a half is his over under it is over that also i'm on wrestling brown his over under is six and a half receptions if david montgomery is not running the ball 
Amon Ross St. Brown is he is he, they're turning him into Cooper Cup. He is getting 13 targets this game. He's catching majority. Give him at least seven. Those are easy money. Hopefully All he right. can catch. <laughs> so with that said, uh, the bet I actually made was David Montgomery, first touchdown scorer. I made this pre-Kelsey injury, so I think the odds are even better on it now. Uh, but I had a $20 free bet, and like the odds, I think this is 11 to 1. So the Lions, there's a reason Jamal Williams had 22 touchdowns last year uh, just hawk. by running it. Yeah. He, he, it doesn't matter. It is Dan Campbell's way. He loves when he's at the goal line to say, you know what, I'm going to run it up the gut four times, and my guy's going to get it at least one. So I believe in David Montgomery to come in and, you know, Jameer Gibbs maybe bust out like a 30-yard catch. Or Amon Ross St. Brown makes some people miss, gets tackled at the five, and then we watch David Montgomery vulture that thing. So I got my fingers crossed. 10-to-1 uh, odds would be a great payout. So I'm hoping. Here we go. David Montgomery, first touchdown scorer. All right. With that, we can move on to the rest of the games. So, Ken, why don't you go first? What is your best pick of the week? My best pick is one that I think you guys will agree with. Uh, and this is Jacksonville minus four and a half. Now, uh, found a uh, interesting stat about rookie quarterbacks. I thought, you know, crush them. You know, they're not going to cover blah, blah, blah. Uh, in the last four, or this was uh, from last year, but in previous 41 games uh, for rookie quarterbacks in weeks one to three, they're against the spread. They're 27 and 14. Wow. Super good, which means essentially books are like, we don't believe you. You're not going to win. You you know, betters, they're going to be betting exactly like me against these rookies. But guess what? The Colts are a complete mess right now. They have one weapon on offense. Uh, Michael Pittman is a very good possession receiver. Uh, but they have one weapon, and he's not around. I don't know what Anthony Richardson's going to do. Jacksonville is hot off of uh, uh, that playoff berth, that playoff win. Uh, I do not think that uh, they're going to hang. I think that this is going to be very one-sided, very fun to watch for Jaguars fans. Anthony, looks like you got the your tail in the Jags, too. Why you got them? Um, tail in the Jags because, yeah, like he said, everything indy's a mess um taylor's not around and rookie quarterback rookie quarterbacks week one first first game of their season on a dumpster fire like indy it's going to be tough so my favorite pick of the week though i had the over 50 and a half in the chargers dolphins game and that is because those two offenses are electric we talked about them in our pre-picks I think that's going to become a shootout at the end. And one of those teams, I mean, both of those teams are just going to be putting up points. Those receiving cores are absolutely crazy. Herbert and Tua are going to be going at it. As long as Tua stays healthy, that's hitting the over. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I also have Jacksonville minus four and a half. That was going to be my favorite pick of the week until Ken took it, too. I got an article coming out on it. Uh, they'll detail more. But essentially dude the jags generate pressure that and force turnovers that's the only thing their defense is good at they give up yards however they get to the quarterback and they force interceptions uh so that's a big problem for a rookie quarterback who definitely is raw well i love anthony richardson that is a major major problem since jacksonville was taken 
I'm going with my other favorite pick of the week, and that's going to be Cleveland plus two and a half against Cincinnati. I know I just hyped the Bengals to, you know, go to the Super Bowl and win, and now I'm taking the Browns, and that's just because I've been hyping the Browns even longer than I hyped the Bengals today. So this is how it starts. The Browns are at home. Uh, Joe Burrow has missed training camp time, so maybe some disconnect with his receivers there. And the Bengals' ultimate problem is always have, you know, pass blocking. Well, the Browns have loaded up on pass rushers from Miles Garrett, Zadaria Smith, and then I can't remember his name, but they picked up the guy from uh, Houston, who was one of their best pass rushers. That guy is going to be now a third guy facing single teams. Zadaria Smith and uh, Miles Garrett are going to be feasting on whoever gets the, the single cover on, on the blocking. So I don't think the Bengals will have. Uh, as much time to set up their explosive passing offense. And I think the Browns are going to come out and hit the Bengals in the face with a scheme change, getting away from the typical, you know, run Nick Chubb, set up play actions. I think there's going to be a lot more playing into Deshaun Watson's, you know, deep throw, deep, big play abilities. The Browns have the offensive line to hold up. They're going to be able to come back and, you know, mix and match with a run first style versus and a spread style. Thanks to, you know, the additions of Elijah Moore uh, Donovan People Jones, Donovan People Jones development. So I just really like the Browns to be, uns- you know, something that people aren't ready for to start Week One. Not to mention the Bengals have had trouble with the bank with the Browns. I think Joe Barrow has won one time against them, which is insane to think that he can't beat the Browns, but he is three and one against the Chiefs. All right. With that all said, Ken, what's your next pick? Sticking with struggling rookie quarterbacks, I got, and it's not really his fault, uh, but I have Atlanta minus three and a half uh, over Carolina. Yes, uh, this is one that I realistically probably play down to a uh, money line, but the truth is that Panthers uh, line looked rough. The Falcons uh, defense uh, definitely looks a little revamped. I just... Um, I think that this is a, a not a good uh, intro to the league for... Uh, uh, Bryce Young, and you already heard it. I just want to see. I want to see these playmakers in in Atlanta. I I like the offense, and unfortunately, I got a lot of them on my fantasy team. It has nothing to do with that. That's not why I'm picking them. But uh, <laughs> I need that. Uh, I I need Desmond Ritter to be good. You, I can't wait for Connor to come back. I think he returns next week and just scream at you for backing an Arthur Smith led team. Unfortunately, I know. I know. <laughs> Anthony, what's your next pick? Um, let's see. I have Baltimore minus ten at home against the awful Houston Texans, and um, that is mainly because Lamar Jackson's back. That receiving core is going to look good. I think they're going to score a lot of points, and I don't think Houston's going to be able to keep up. I don't. Besides Pierce, I couldn't name you anybody on that offense. I think they're going to be very, very bad. And I think that defense is going to get torched by Lamar Jackson. He is going to run it all day. Dobbins is going to run it. And on top of that, if if you're not feeling safe about the points, the minus 10, you can go minus 9.5, minus 6.5. But I think you can lock in the minus 10. So I am going against you. I got Houston plus 10 here. And let me tell you why. I think there's going to be some growing pains for a Lamar pass first offense. Like what he is one of the most dynamic runners that we have ever seen. 
and now they're transitioning to a, a spread system led by a college offensive coordinator. Um, while I like Todd Munkin, I don't trust him to you know get it right on his first try in the NFL, calling the plays and, and calling the shots. Um, it's not that I don't think they can figure it out. It's not that I don't think Lamar can do this because I'm a huge Lamar believer. However, I think that they are going to have to sacrifice some production and some value early in the season to kind of get the bumps out of this. You know, Zay Flowers is still a rookie. Rashad Bateman um, constantly dinged up, and he's their deep threat. Uh, and then Odell, what are you going to get out of him? I think the only reliable things on this team are Lamar's legs, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Andrews. But their <laughs> scheme is trying to get away from that. It doesn't, it, you know, on paper, it makes, it no makes sense. sense. It, it, it makes long-term sense. However, in the short term, it does not make sense to me. And then I believe in Houston to have a good physical, tough-nosed style led by D'Amico Ryans. I believe in Damian Pierce to run the ball well. Um, I mean, everyone's making fun of their offensive line. I think D'Amico Ryans came out and said that he doesn't, he's going to announce the starters on Sunday. But that's what their offensive line was last year. There is no difference between how garbage it is now and how garbage it is then. So I just believe in them to keep it close, play physical. And, like, the bottom line is Houston has to succeed. They gave away their draft pick, like, idiots, instead of giving away the Browns pick they had. They gave away their own, so they don't even, like, tanking isn't an option. So I just believe in Houston to keep it close and Baltimore to struggle enough um, that this game ends within 10. Ken said, you know, if I'm betting against one rookie quarterback, I bet on the others because of 27 and 14 against the spread record or whatever. All right, Anthony, (laughs) what's your next pick? Um, I'm taking Green Bay minus one, or are they plus one? Uh, the they are plus one. Okay, I couldn't tell if those doesn't matter. Minus one, minus one, but yeah, I'm taking Green Bay over the Bears. I think Jordan Love is going to have a good game. I think he's going to keep them in it. I think Fields, he might be able to run off a couple touchdowns. You know, he's got more weapons. DJ Moore. Um, this is kind of like a field pick. I'm kind of like, all right, I think the Bears are overhyped right now. They're going to come out, and they're going to struggle against a pretty stout Green Bay defense. No one was really talking about their defense in the offseason. So I think with the combination of Green Bay running the ball with Dylan and Jones and Love throwing some just in-between passes when he needs to, I think they're going to stay out of danger in this game. It's not going to turn into a shootout. I think they're going to easily coast through the Bears. I have no idea. I respect your opinion on that, though. That like, like, like I said, the, the NFC North is just a crapshoot. I can't side either way. Well, <laughs> and it's a week one game. Like I said, it's a field pick. It's more of I, I don't trust a lot of teams week one that aren't the top teams. This is a weird game. And I think the I, I just don't like overhyped teams with two year or rookie quarterbacks like the Bears. Like Fields still has to prove something as a winner. Like he's he's proven something as a quarterback, but not as a winning quarterback yet. He proved something more as a running back. Come on. Lamar just had trouble right. getting paid because of that. Uh but <laughs> anyways. Uh my next pick is gonna be Tennessee versus Houston, Tennessee plus three. We always talk about Mike Rabel and how he coaches to his opponent. This is a week one game. His team is healthy. They're not yet in the tank because I think they're going to end up there at some point. But 
the Saints, I, I think they're a completely fine team. I think this is like a dead even talent level gap. However, I like the big coaching advantage Tennessee will have with Mike Rabel over Dennis Allen and the Saints. Um, while I like the talent on the Saints, I they have Derek Carr. They're missing Alvin Kamara. You know, big part of their offense is is that quick hitting game. I don't know if they're going to be able to you know get get to that without their you know leading pass catcher in that sense. Um, and I just think Tennessee will come out, play a tight physical game, and make this within three or even you know kick a game winning field goal. Uh, thanks to Derek Henry. Um, now. Looping around, I think Ken and I have picks on the Chargers and the Dolphins. Ken, looks like you also have over 50 and a half. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't hype up Justin Herbert all year and, and not see him go out. And the, the only thing I know about this Chargers defense is that no matter what they do, no matter what pieces they get that I love, they're going to give up points. It's just what they do every year. Um, I mean, I... I love their defensive front. They they've worked on the DBs, but man, uh, you know, Tua, it, it's hard. You know, hopefully Waddle plays. We'll, we'll see what's going on there. Uh, but Tua, Tyreek Hill, uh, they really don't need much else besides that. That that's how good he is. That you know, it's my offensive player of the year. But um, no, I, if there's if there's a game that I definitely want to watch this weekend, it's them. Uh, you know, both I want to see both offenses coming out swinging. Uh, yeah, so with that, I have Miami plus three. Can't pick them to have the longest win streak to start the year if they don't win the first game. So just like the Browns, I am siding with, you know, putting the, the money where my mouth is. My, uh, plus three, getting getting a little bit of a cushion. And uh, I like the Chargers. However, this just seems like a game they're going to choke away. It is in good weather. And I like Miami as a better team in good weather than I uh, more than the Chargers, and I just think that Mike McDaniel uh, is going to be a better finishing coach to games than Brandon Staley is. Uh, it looks like, you know, Brandon Staley's first year as a coach, he was the super aggressive coach. Year two, it looks like he got mocked for it. It didn't work well, and he regressed on it big time. I don't know what's going to come out um, in his third year, uh, whereas I think Mike McDaniel is going to come out trying to win every game, going for the jugular, you know, deep passes, using his uh, receivers in intelligent ways. Uh, so I am just excited. They, the biggest benefit is um, that Miami and the Chargers had this matchup last year. And I, if you don't remember, the Chargers actually shut down Tyreek Hill in the passing game. I think Tyreek Hill had one big play, and it's because he recovered a fumble for like a 60-yard touchdown. So I think Miami is going to look at that. They're going to come up with a game plan similar to, uh, you know, Andy Reid. When you get this creative, creative play caller coming off of a whole offseason, they're going to come out with something that you're not ready for, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit you in the mouth. I like the Chargers to, you know, rebound. I still think they'll win their division. However, it's just going to start out slow. And, you know, maybe they do win the game. I still have Miami plus three. But I still think it's going to be neck and neck, high scoring, last team with the ball wins, and hopefully it just ends like with a field goal to make it thirty-one to thirty. So, uh, did we get all the picks? I think so. All right. Any other games that you guys are maybe you don't have a pick on, but you're excited to watch? I know I have one or two, but they're actually kind of people are going to say they're boring. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So I just have a few that it's like, man, I, I didn't really like the lines, but I really like the teams. If if you really like uh, money line, you know, like Seattle versus a Cooper, probably a Cooper Cupless LA Rams minus five and a half. That was minus two and a half. You know, you take it in a second. Denver uh, money line at home versus uh, Las Vegas. They're at minus three and a half right now. Uh, San, San Francisco pit that that's a tough one. Everyone's saying that's a trap game. I, I'm sorry. I'm just all in on uh, that San Francisco talent. Um, it's an, another one that I, uh, uh, like as well. Uh, then of course, Phil, your favorite, uh, um, Washington versus Arizona, uh, it's at minus seven and a half for, uh, is just too much, but man, if that's like minus three and a half, I, I take it cause, uh, Arizona, man, they just look like a hot mess right now. Anthony, what do you like? Um, I like staying away from the Tampa Bay Vikings game. Just nothing about that game looks good. Um, following, I like the the Seattle if you can take them money line or maybe minus two and a half. That's a that's a good pick there. Um, Buffalo, New York, forty six and a half. I think betting the over in that game is risky with how the Jets' defense is going to play, and it's a divisional game. We don't know how the Jets' offense is going to come out week one. Rodgers in a new system. Offensive line's crap, and Brees Hall's kind of dinged up. And then you got Dalvin Cook, who we don't know who's going to be getting the carries there, majority of them. I think staying away from the over or the under in that game is definitely your your best bet. I don't even want to bet on that game. I just want to see... I want to evaluate what's Buffalo looking like, what's the Jets' offense looking like. We all around. I don't know what Buffalo is going to be this year. I know they got more young talent on the offensive side of the ball, but what's going on with Diggs? Is Diggs going to play hard? We don't know yet. I think he still will. I think he's still going to be great. Josh Allen's going to be great, but just want to see where these two teams stand. That way, going forward, I can kind of. Say, oh, Jets offense looks fine. Offensive lines, eh, but they still got Rodgers. And then going forward, bet on them. But first week is kind of a touch and feel week for that those two teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I, oh, go ahead. I do agree. I I actually kind of, I like the under in that game. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out slow. I really like the Jets defense. Um, it, it certainly might be that divisional. You know, like. Um, like twenty four seventeen type of game, uh, something something closer to to that extent. But uh, no, I I agree. You definitely want to, you know, it's week one. See how these teams come out. You know, there's got to be a you know New York Giants. There's got to be a Seattle Seahawks from last year. Just uh, you know, see how teams look. All right, yeah. So the games I like, I'm surprised you guys didn't mention them. Um, one, I'm definitely going to be watching Arizona versus Washington. I've hyped up Sam Howell. I like that offense. So You'll be and, the only that one. Defense. That game, like, I would bet the under in that game because I want Washington to win it 28 to nothing because uh, I think Arizona is a complete joke. But anyways, the two, the two big games that I'm um, surprised weren't mentioned, Philly versus New England. Philly is a four-point home underdog on Tom Brady night. Tickets for this game are being sold like, three and four times regular season value. Philly's I, a favorite, four-point favorite. Yeah, I, I meant New England's a four-point underdog at home. Um, So I am absolutely like, that doesn't seem right to me. I think New England can cover a four-point spread. Um, 
it just didn't make my top of you know the top of my list because I have my six other bets. Um, but I like them. I think the Eagles are going to be a little bit lost without um, their two coordinators. I think they'll they will feel, figure it out eventually, but it's going to be rough to start. And also Philly's weakness, like their strength is pass rush and pass coverage. Their weakness is stopping the run, which is all New England wants to do. So I, I'm actually excited. I think that could be a really, really fun. It, it, it's it's not going to be a high-scoring game, but it's definitely going to be a good game to watch, in my opinion. And then Dallas versus the Giants. The Giants at home, three-and-a-half-point underdogs on Sunday night football. Uh, this is You're going to get the Dallas team that is without Kellen Moore, so they are going to be much more conservative than I think people are, are really anticipating. So the under in that game, it's I think that's going to be um, a tough physical game, and it's going to lean on the Giants' defense uh, or the Cowboys' defense, which will play into the Giants' hand because they don't want to play a high-scoring game with Saquon, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. So Giants' defense is good, Cowboys' defense is good, and then I think the Cowboys' play calling is going to be, you know, their downfall the whole year, and we get the very first look of it in what will be a twenty to seventeen game or, you know, 21-17 kind of game. All right, then. With that, I will end by saying, please like and subscribe. We have our JJ Watt rookie card giveaway, $100 value. Uh, Once we hit 100 subscribers, we will uh, post a video so that everyone can comment and get in on the raffle. Uh, So, again, like, subscribe. And, guys, once we hit that benchmark, we have way better giveaways. Ken, I believe it's something like a Brandon IU signed jersey. Uh, and I don't even know what else you have. But also, thanks for the helmets. <laughs> <laughs> I like the helmets. Those aren't going anywhere. Uh, but uh, yeah, just like and subscribe and get free stuff. <laughs> All right. Like Anthony. and subscribe. Win that overrated JJ Watt card. I can't stand JJ Watt. <laughs> What did he ever do to you? <laughs> I just, as a player, it's like everyone always made, overhyped him. I'm like, oh, you want a J.J. Watt that's going to play four games a year? Awesome. Pre-injury. Really, really he was cool. extremely good till he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. pre-injury, he was he, he was a, a, a shoe in to win Defensive Player Man. of the Year. Well, look at that card. What was his highest uh, sack year? Uh, I think it's 22. Rookie, so who knows? Uh, 22? Uh, yeah, one second. I think I, think, I think his brother's got a twenty-two and a half season, which is absolutely insane. Uh, twenty and a half. That 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 was his best. But remember, he was playing defensive tackle instead of defensive end. Like when yeah. Aaron Donald's getting twenty sacks, it, it means a lot more um, in yeah. terms of pressure. So yeah, you're you're wrong for hating on him and I loving just, his brother no, to win defensive player of I, the year. Just saying. <laughs> big TJ Watt guy. If if you could get him off that horrible horrible team. And get him over any other jersey, I'd be okay with that. Please put any him other and Miles Garrett across from each other. That'd be that, yeah, that right. would be pretty cool. All right, with that, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, reach out with any fantasy questions, or if you have any bets you like, you want to rip ours apart. We are always happy to respond and be humbled by how much more you know than us. Thank you. Check out our best ball team and make fun of it. <laughs>